How they ruin the world. Um, as always, I am Sierra Pate. And I am Angel Rojas. And for this podcast, we hope to shine a light on a few white men from history, whether distant or recent, that have made this world so fantastic. Today, we will be talking about the well known philosopher Aristotle, the man who created the foundation of the democracy we use within our government today, but the same man who laid the foundation for the patriarchy and the idea that women are inferior to men. See, I'm glad you pronounced the name right, because all this time I thought it was Aristotle, you know, kind of like Chipotle. <laughs> all right. So to kind of get into it, obviously, Aristotle was born in the, the B.C. times. So none of this is really going to be super chronological. It's going to be more of like facts on the foundation of the patriarchy and how it was kind of formed within the philosophies of Aristotle. Um, so. It's going to be a little bit of everywhere. It's not going to be super, this happened, and then this happened. It's going to be more of Aristotle was this, and then he said this. So, enjoy. So, starting off with the history of Aristotle, he was abandoned as a young lad. Uh, not abandoned. He was orphaned. Uh, probably not by choice, but... Yeah, he did become an orphan at a very young age, so it may have influenced his belief on women. Uh, some current science nerds believe that Aristotle may have also been the subject of a lot of shame by women and ha has been rejected in the past. So this could very well help mold his beliefs of women today. Uh, he definitely does not have the highest opinion of women. Um, I mean, most women shamers in today's world, it's just they got rejected a few too many times and now they're just, women suck! I don't like women. It's like, hey, dude, if you got rejected, it's okay. So are you telling me that Aristotle was the first incel? Mm, yes. That yes. makes sense. It checks out. The math checks out. The math checks out. So Aristotle, being the, the wonderful lad that he was, believed that women were significantly inferior to men because their anatomy just it didn't add up. They had less teeth, and obviously they didn't have their wisdom teeth. So how could they ever be as smart as men? If they didn't have their wisdom teeth, then why do I have pain in the back of my mouth for my wisdom teeth coming in? You still have less teeth, and therefore you, your rebuttal was invalid. He also believed that since women had their periods, the lack of blood made them have less of a soul and therefore be less capable of leadership and courage because how could they lead anybody if they were, they were lacking part of their anatomy? He just believed that since there were some minor differences between men and women, that women were obviously mutilated men who could never live up to the standard. Unfortunately, Aristotle, being one of the, the wise men of the time, had a lot of influence, and he was able to convince everybody that women come from Venus. And What's men, the, little, the little childhood thing? It's a... Uh... <laughs> Men go to Jupiter to get more stupider. Women come from Venus because they don't have a <laughs> Yes. I think that was it. That was definitely it. But as his thoughts of mutilated males that were of women, women are just mutilated males, um, this, ideal in, this idea ended up prevailing through min much of his writing on women and their relationship to men, as well as it has shown up a lot in um, research and writing through history and biology and theology from people who followed the philosophy of Aristotle for years to come, not just within the time that he was alive, but then on when people followed his word and his thought process and um, his intellect, a lot of people believed that obviously women were just mutilated males. Um, he also believed that male semen produced 
entire embryos while the female womb was just a little home for that embryo to grow. I mean, we provide the bun. You're just the oven. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep my, my oven is closed. It is closed for business. We are out of order. This oven is out of order. Aristotle's beliefs on women also went on to go and explain them as the only way that women were able to obtain virtue, which was supposed to be uh, seen within all humans, that the only way women could acquire it was by having children. Men were able to get virtue by happiness, pursuit of pleasure, and just, you know, living their lives. But a woman, because of her heavy bloodshed and her mutilated body, the only way she could accomplish this is by having a child and just being obedient to her husband. Uh, He also believed that women were incapable of leadership of any way, so they needed to be guided. uh, And they had no opinion over the matter because they they were just lacking. So, Well, within his politics writing, um, or his writing on politics, I mean, he talked about how he believed that women were to be ruled as citizens within the home and children were to be ruled as slaves. So women had a slight upper hand than the the children or slaves. So, I mean, women were to be led as from their king or from their their kinship. So they were to be, I don't know, the distinction was different between women and children, but not by much. So women were still like, hey, we know you're, like, not that stupid, but, like, you're stupid. And, like, you you can't make decisions because obviously you have less body parts. I mean, as Aristotle said himself, the male by nature superior, the female inferior. The male the ruler, the female the subject, and as it should be. (laughs) Aristotle believed that men held seniority over women and that they were inherently, that men were inherently more developed. And this is where Angel's comment comes in of them being just inferior. It wasn't my comment, it was Aristotle's. I was reading his words. With a lot of confidence. Like you've memorized those words. Like those words were your own. I didn't appreciate it. Aristotle's philosophical and biological proposals on how women and men uh, were interrelated uh, ended up getting mixed with other future philosophers like uh, Hippocrates. uh, And their ideals ended up moving uh, into deeper into Europe, eventually influencing medieval Christian, Jewish, and Islamic thought and became the foundation for a lot of their beliefs, which uh, ended up becoming way more prevalent as Christianity and Islam became some of the most prominent religions in the world. So his early foundations was what has led to today's beliefs. It can pretty directly be seen that he was Papa Misogyny. (laughs) Well, I mean, the idea that women are inferior and just lower than men definitely you can it's from the the research that we've been able to do through this it's very obvious that it's it comes from a lot of this of like oh obviously women were lower because of the fact that they were different biologically and they were their power was different and so obviously like if physically they look different then obviously mentally they must be different and they must not be able to develop mentally as much and not be able to hold a a leadership kind of role um, and it's, I mean, back then it's like, obviously everybody believed what they wanted to believe because obviously they believed, uh, 
Jesus. Well, they believed what the people before them wanted them to believe because Aristotle was one of the founders of one of the earliest universities or schools or whatever term they were using at that time. Yeah. And some of the uh, doctors and philosophers that came directly from his school have been quoted to say that we are the stronger and they are the weaker. They're obliged to believe all that we tell them. They're not in the position to dispute anything we say to them, and we, therefore, may be said to have them at our mercy. And this is coming from someone who learned directly from Aristotle. This was a prominent doctor that came from that school. So it was very clear that his students were all being taught a very specific way, and if no one tells them otherwise, then who's to say that's wrong? I mean, hey, UMKC is teaching us some stuff that could be completely wrong, and we really don't know. But even with like this, it's like... um, Aristotle was kind of that held held on a higher pedestal. And so like everybody that's below him and like that doesn't know very much, they're like, oh, I'm learning from somebody that knows so much. So obviously, yeah, yeah, he like they're learning and they're like, oh, so this is what I should be believing because he has so much more education and wisdom and all these thought processes that I don't have and I come from nothing. So I should be believing this. And this is so, yeah, it's essentially of like, oh, I this is what I should be believing because everybody else is believing it. Exactly. So it's pretty much a mass conspiracy theory at this point that women are garbage, men are natural born leaders, and that women just need to do everything they say because uh, that was just what everyone believed. It was essentially the QAnon of ancient Greece. Mm. Yes, I believe that one. Which, uh, like I mentioned, uh, a lot of uh, current philosopher science nerds believe that Aristotle was just the subject of a lot of, like, ridicule and shame from women uh just because he was he was not the smoothest of men apparently um but even though aristotle himself believed that women just lack the strength to lead and their wills could be easily overcome uh he definitely became overpowered by a woman who psychologically just took the better of him as she should have uh there was a woman by the name of phyllis (laughs) <laughs> who ended up seducing Aristotle after finding out that she that he was the tutor of Alexander the Great. And now Phyllis was actually in love with Alexander the Great herself, but was like, nah, we can't have this man teaching like the leader of what ended up becoming one of the largest sovereignties in the in the world. So she was like, okay, I'm gonna seduce this old man and I'm gonna prove a point. She wanted to prove that the strength of a determined woman was as good, if not better, than that of a man. So after successfully seducing Aristotle, she decided to publicly humiliate him and ride him like a horse through the public square so everyone could watch. And Aristotle being like, you know, the man that he was, took that as an example to teach Alexander the Great that, like, you can't trust women. They be trifling. (laughs) He used it as proof that you should not be involved with any woman because they're going to just ruin your life and they're going to make you become a fool like this, which, again, goes very much against what he was saying. It's like, oh, yeah, women, they can't control men. They can't do anything on themselves except, you know, make me look like an idiot in front of the world, essentially. I mean, that was his world and the people that believed him. Um, But I mean, I, too, would be embarrassed to be overpowered by someone named Phyllis. Even as a woman, I I would be genuinely embarrassed by that. The name Phyllis just, oh, God. But ancient Greece and just ancient times in general was never a good time for women. And it was very odd times because of, like, these strongly held beliefs. And if you go back in history or even go to, like, a museum, you'll notice that most 
sculptures from the ancient Greeks or ancient Romans or whatever. They're mostly pictures of naked dudes and their tiny wieners. There's very few sculptures of women that were made because at the time, like women's bodies were not the subject of like idolation. Like no one really cared for women's body because they were just inferior. They were obviously missing a component that was obviously necessary. They were missing the tiny wiener. So who wants to see it? Exactly. So it was very rare for women to be sculpted. And when they were like they were they were not shown completely nude. It was just like maybe half nude or fully dressed. Whereas every male sculpture at the time was just shown in its true form, willies to the wind, (laughs) just so everyone could appreciate the excellence of the male body. It wasn't until like 300 BC or BCE, if we're being politically correct, uh, that people started to like have sculptures of naked women. And this was something that was unseen and just new to the world. And but people didn't really care about it. It, so it wasn't until like years later when women finally got their spotlight and having their bodies sculpted. And yet still to this day in the 21st century, we still have everybody like, whoa, naked women? Whoa, unheard of, not allowed, but a naked man. Half na- We got everything but the, the little wieners to the wind out. And it's, hey, it's cool. But if I see one female butt cheek... On a screen, rated R. That that's actually a pretty good point. Like TV some of these <laughs> beliefs that were made like <laughs> millennia ago are still being seen today. Like you can have naked men and that's more okay than having a naked woman. Like in many states a man can walk around without a shirt on, that's A okay. But if a woman's if a woman does the same thing, that's Or if that's a woman illegal. even breastfeeds in public. Yeah. A female titty and a male titty, huge difference. It even is, though it's the same obviously. thing. But lack um, of girth. (laughs) Exactly what it is. It was an Athenian sculptor who created like one of the first fully nude female uh, sculptures uh, who he decided to sculpt uh, Aphrodite completely nude. And that was breaking the traditional norm. And at the time, like people didn't really think much of it, but he needed to make it known that even though she was fully nude, this wasn't a power thing. Like Like when men were sculpted completely naked. Uh, they made sure to make her have like an embarrassed uh, pose, showing that she was ashamed to be fully nude. Obviously, she's got her willy to the wind too, and no woman wants her willy to the wind. Yeah, and you can continue to see like the the strong beliefs that women were just nowhere near as good as men in some of like the ancient Greek and Roman mythology mm-hmm. because the Greeks, while they did have some powerful female figures, uh, the majority of them were not the best. Uh, you have uh, Pandora, who was responsible for releasing all the evil in the universe. Obviously, a great thing to be known for. Uh, you had Juno, who blamed all the women in the world for the infidelity of her husband Zeus. She was the first uh, victim blamer. <laughs> Because even back then, women like to hate on other women. So it's just a common theme. I feel like even like so it kind of started back then and has continued to this day of like a lot of women victim blaming or blaming women of like, oh, so like what were you wearing? Or did you have did you kind of like lead them on kind of thing? And it's continued to this day, which is absolutely insane to think of, of like the fact that there's a lot of women that like sexism is ingrained in their mind because of the way that they were raised in society. Which, again, in and of itself, 
doesn't make sense because you have Aristotle saying that women do not command the authority or the courage or the anything really to dominate and lead men. But they are somehow still being blamed for being raped. Too seductive. Like their their bodies were not appreciated compared to men, but somehow their figures are enough to overwhelm a man's ability to think reasonably and therefore they are the ones to blame. It just uh it's very contradictory, but all these myths and beliefs, they were all originated by men to help kinda enforce the idea that women should be subjugated to the will of men. And it's the it's for men to hold that power that they've always tried to continue to maintain it's like they want to hold that power and they so they wanted to kind of make women feel inferior to men make grow them up and raise them to believe that as well so that it continues to happen generation to generation so that women are continuing to be just hey make babies and bow down even the women who were held in the highest regard in Greek mythology, maybe they existed, maybe they didn't. It's hard to tell. Uh, but the women that the Greeks coined as Amazonian women, these were women who were supposed to be able to ride and shoot as well as a man could. And they, they were excellent sailors and in every way, pretty much a man's equal. They were, they were shown to be such strong women who were capable of anything, but in all imagery that is actually done whether it be sculptures or actual paintings it's just amazonian women gain their their asses handed to them by male soldiers which was believed to have been done to help encourage or discourage women from becoming like those amazonian women because even if you are capable of riding a horse as good as your brother your brother can then beat you up for it so even if you are great, keep that to yourself. Otherwise, you're just going to get your butt handed to you. Yeah, they just kind of wanted to make women like, hey, you may see these women kind of being like super cool out there and being just as great as men. But like, hey, remember your place. You were still beneath all of us. Like these Amazonian women can still get their their butts kicked as they should, obviously. But it's just, again, amazing to th think that According to Aristotle, women are just defective. They lack mental volition and physical powers, and therefore they, they shouldn't be doing anything. But there's so many counts of women of that time being the causes of man's downfall. The, the, the Battle of Troy was started over a woman. Mm -hmm. But still, they believe that women were trash. Women had no type of power. And, I mean, through Aristotle's eyes, you can see how it continues to prevail through all of time essentially until to this day of how men believe women should be treated um and it's very interesting to honestly see that only within like the last century and a half that women have actually banded together to try to change these ideals and change these ideas like everything that was kind of ingrained in everybody of like hey we don't really like to be treated like this well i mean it's gotta be really hard to change of way of thinking that has been established for what is that uh over 1700 years yeah based on math uh, actually no that was bc so that would have been uh over 2300 years ago yes and probably even before then just there weren't too many people that were like keeping track of yeah or said. wise enough to like hey let's actually keep what this person wrote about how women are garbage but hey aristotle he knew some shit. aristotle was also the one of the early founders or 
one of the early teachers of biology and zoology. So he studied the anatomy of both humans and animals and just deemed that, like, you know what? Even in nature, even though the female is typically larger and stronger than the male, in humans, it's obviously the opposite. And he went to teach this on to generations yes. and generations of people. Yes. But, I mean, Aristotle also went into great detail with, like, within the biology aspect of talking about how, like, semen was so much more powerful than the female womb. But that, like, he also didn't talk about, like, the female eggs and stuff like that and how those kind of were part of the whole creation of a being. But he more talked about, like, oh, it's all due to males that create an entire embryo and create an entire being of a person um, and continued to, like, kind of, like, hey, women are just, you know, nice, like, holding space, nice holding cell for this for a few months. Yeah, in Aristotle's, like, or founding of biology or foundation of it, however you want to call it, he, he coined the term scientific expression, which was the basis that, uh, the male is a normative and representative expression of the human species. And therefore, any change from male to female was seen as the female was lacking instead mm-hmm. of the other way around. Yes. Uh, he also added on to that that uh, f- the female is not only secondary and as an addition to a male, uh, they, they lack full human features of like the strength, uh, somehow their their lack of teeth and monthly bloodshed leads to a lack of moral self-control because like <laughs> i mean if you look at pandora who unleashed all evil into the world it would make sense that women Are share crazy. something with her yeah they're, they're all just crazy people obviously uh, they also just don't have the mental capacity for anything and uh, it was because of nature that female subjugation to man was just their place in the in the universe yeah a lot of people back then believed that Aristotle was so great that they didn't like what was recorded was the big things and the things that he wrote himself. So a lot of it, like, I mean, they talked about Phyllis riding him like a horse, but that was like a big thing. Mm -hmm. So that's the only negative thing that you'll ever find about Aristotle. Even when I was looking it up, uh, you would only find like, Oh, here's the top 10 facts about him. And it's just like, he founded zoology. He was, heavily influencing like philosophy and physics and this and that but it was never like he thought women were garbage that's not something you need to know and like some of the things that they put on there is like oh yeah top 30 facts he married someone that's something you need to know you need to know that he married somebody because i mean i really need to know what every celebrity of any era was doing whether it be back then or now like i need to know who justin bieber's with right now otherwise i might not make it I mean, who's Kim K going to move on after Yeezy? Nobody, because who can compare the Yeezy? No one. Yeezy taught me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and that is a wrap on this week's episode of Angry White Men and How They Ruin the World. Um, Join us next week when we talk about... Strom Thurmond, a man who believed that uh, African Americans were so beneath him, he set the record for the longest filibuster ever. Because he just refused to give black people the right to really do anything. guess we're going to be talking about him. Um, join us next week. And hope you enjoyed. Thank you very much for listening.